0: What's up, folks? Tim Wheaton here with Calf Kick Sports, joined as always by Ash. And we're so lucky today that we get to interview a fighter who has a fight at the end of this month, Dre Miley. What's going on, my man? How are you doing today, sir?
1: Not much, man. Just enjoying the Sunday, having a you know relaxing day before we kick it for the last week before we fight. So, you know, it's doing pretty good. Really appreciate you coming on, Dre. Thanks for your time, man. Of course, man. I've been trying to get on here for a little bit. <laughs> I know you guys are busy interviewing everybody. So hey, all like, you had to I do was message,
2: that. man. That was it. Like you just had to message, and that's it, man. Bob's your uncle, you're on the show. Yeah, see, that was easy. Yeah, you're on, you're probably on murder mode right now. I'm guessing because the fight's coming up. Like you just you, you just uh, you just out there ready to kill now.
1: Ah, uh, not really. That usually doesn't happen until this next week, what we call Hill Week. So it's usually where... The diet is getting really strict and, you know, the rounds are not really coached. It's more of a you just know what you're supposed to do and you just go the whole time. So that's where that's where I'm at. Right that's where I'm getting ready to. So like this last week is more of me drilling and make sure everything's right. Fine tuning it. So I'm more of, a I guess, in civilized mode right now as opposed to next week I'll be in murder mode.
0: No, I did read, I think weight cutting is one of the worst aspects of this sport. And I did read that you said that you hate weight cutting because you have to sacrifice your mom, your your grandma's cooking. What <laughs> meals are you most missing, guy? What what meals do you are you like, man, I just wish I could have some of that right
1: now? It's mostly like pastas for me, like pasta, anything pasta, like chicken alfredo. Me and the wife, we was grocery shopping yesterday and we had stopped and looked at this one thing, and, like, it had, like, 90% of the meal that I was supposed to be eating for my diet, and then, <laughs> lo and behold, it was pasta, and I, was like, I can't eat that, and then, you know, she, she'll she diet with me, you know, and so she'll, she'll eat what I eat, and she had pizza last night, so she had her healthy pizza, and, like, I was like, oh, man, I really want that pizza, <laughs> but, but, like, my grandma, my grandma will make stuff that she knows I can't eat, and then she'll realize it afterwards. Like banana pudding is one of those, on yeah. pasta salad is that's like terrible. Like, man, I really, really want that. Like, there was one time where I was fighting, and Easter, I was fighting on Easter, and she like made this big spread because she goes all out for a holiday. And I was like, man, I really want that. And it was like, well, what are you gonna do, like? I'll be back. I went and ran like five or six miles and oh came my. back. And they, <laughs> so I was like, I sweat a lot. I was like, I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that I can actually eat it and not feel bad about
0: it. Oh, that's great. Man. <laughs> the sacrifice, like running f- five, six miles on an empty stomach just to eat some good homemade cooking, dude. That's, that's rough as hell.
2: I mean, you know, whereas where I'm, I'm, you know, I've had a pizza and I just go for a 10 minute walk and I'm like, yeah, hey, I think that's <laughs> out, dude. <laughs> so it just shows you the difference in uh, in uh, kind of training and just diet diet
1: in general so uh,
2: that's that's very impressive man I, I couldn't do shit like that no way
1: oh it took a lot of convincing it was a lot of convincing
2: <laughs> how much do you have to cut then generally like to, to get to where you're at basically before fight week roughly
1: about 15 well no no about, man about 15 pounds about 15
2: 15 pounds. I usually don't get,
1: Yeah, I, we usually don't get heavier than, you know, we stay within 25 pounds of our weight class. So try to keep it within in that range. That way the cuts are easier. Yeah. And plus if you're training a lot, you won't have to worry about your weight, you know, fluctuating. It stays constant.
0: Yeah. You're always in shape, kind of always in the gym, always dieting. Your, your upcoming fight, you're fighting John Sweeney at XNMA2. Uh, that's going to be at the end of this month on July 30th. Is John Sweeney just business as usual or do you have some bad blood with this gentleman?
1: Funny story is we were supposed to fight last year in October and he did not want to make weight. He said that he couldn't make weight anymore. So that was the day of weigh-ins. He was like, I can't cut anymore. I'm stuck at 43 and blah, blah, blah. And he was like trying to make it to where we do a catch weight at 45. And I was like, my coach was like, no, that's stupid. Like, you you could balloon back up. And he was like, no, I won't eat. I'm like, well, you can't do that because in Tennessee that's illegal. Like, you, they won't let you do that. So, you know, like he, and he went around, you know, calling me a coward and blah, 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 saying I wouldn't fight him. What? Like, dude, you broke the contract. Like, you signed a contract. Like, right? Like that's Yeah, not of
2: course, man. That's an agreement. Like, it's a, not yeah. just a gentleman's agreement. That's a contractual written agreement man so yeah it's very unprofessional in my opinion
1: yeah and we're both at like this point of our career like you know any fight can you know teeter us over yeah but like yeah he was you know and then I did a head-to-head interview with him and he was trying to make it sound like you know try flip it on me and I was like no dude like I got messages to there saying that you didn't want to make way and you were yeah. sorry and blah 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 It's was like so I don't really care too much for people that are unprofessional like Trash talking is good. I like trash talking, but if you're going to be that unprofessional, I don't. I don't tolerate that. So
2: yeah, I mean that. I'm only assuming on the day. Uh, you know, you're you're set to fight him. Your emotions are all over the place. You're literally in you know that mode of getting into a, into a fight in a cage, and to have that taken away from you. I mean, I don't know what that feels like. I mean, how did you feel?
1: Well. I felt pretty bad about it. You know, That I guess that was the start of 2020 for me because I didn't fight all last year. So, because everybody kept backing and they kept backing out of on fire. So, like it was just one of those things like, all right, we just got to keep going. You know, I have a really good team behind me that were like, this guy pulled out, we're trying to find somebody and then I was like, all right. So, you just got to keep training. So, I really, I technically never left fight camp. So, it's always been like, those rounds are always hard and I was always pushing. So, it sucked. You know, it got bummy after a while. Like, I was yeah. getting frustrated. But then, you know, having great people around you to tell you, hey, stay focused, you know, things will happen. You know, it helped me get past that.
0: No, man, absolutely. And you're on a streak right now. A big KO win in your last fight. And after this fight, you haven't been shy. You've been calling it out the Dana White Contender Series. You've been calling out Bellator. What's next for you? Dre, What what's next for our guy?
1: I'm hoping the Contender Series, considering like they just announced that they're coming back in August, you know, and my timeline, well, my goal line was like, hey, I want to get in the UFC by at least by fall. And that seems to line up perfectly. So the contender series, you know, Bellator don't seem like they're going to budge on me at all. So, you know, they're still kind of waiting in the wing, so to speak. But UFC is like, I fought three UFC guys already. So do you mean tell me that I can't, I'm not UFC caliber. And the Jose Johnson fight was kind of a toss-up. It could have been either way. So, yeah. You know, that's so why I'm that's so why I'm like set on calling out Dana White and Mick Maynard and Sean Shelby and Contender Series because you guys know of me. They're just afraid to pull the trigger for some weird reason. So, yeah. if I get rid of Sweeney really quick or in a good fashion, they'll they'll have no choice.
2: You should uh you should do that that nasty standing uh, guillotine choke, man. The trademark. I like that stuff, man.
1: Dude, no one lets me get it anymore. Nasty. Like everybody <laughs> defends it. Oh, nice. Like, so
2: it nasty, man.
1: So Vince has the Vince has the Von Proo and then I have the guillotine. So it seems to be kind of weird. So like, if you roll with him, he's gonna put you in it, and if I roll with you, I'm gonna put you in a guillotine. So
2: is that something yeah? That I just tried. like um because I remember well with, with the fight against Johnson, he was going for a single leg and immediately you just went for that standing guillotine is that just something that you've drilled hundreds or even thousands of times in in practice
1: it's more like instinctual but yeah i have i have you know drilled it a lot yeah. but now i know that people are more afraid of it so they'll bail on whatever they want to because they know that that choke is going to come on and i will i'll rip it so my like philosophy when like if i get it if i get that guillotine i'm not going to pull uh, politely Pulling on you, I'm gonna rip it. Like, I'm gonna put you to sleep. Like, you have no choice. You put your head down there, I'm put you to sleep.
2: There was one guillotine in particular. Oh, I can't remember the guy's name, but you did it. And it just reminded me of John Jones versus Machida when he just drops him like a sack of potatoes. Um, oh, yeah, you're
1: talking about Ned Spears. Yeah, that's yeah. the one.
2: I was like, wow. He just, he actually just did a John Jones maneuver and just walked yeah.
1: away. Yeah, funny story was like when I grabbed it, choke, I was like, I locked it in. And like, as soon as I like, started walking towards the middle, I was like, oh, I got it." he's going to go sleep. sleep. Yeah. And then, like, again, pressing against the cage, and he just stopped moving. And I, like, I turned to the ref, and I was like, he's out. And he's like, no, he's not. Keep going. I was like, no, he's out. Like, I feel it. Like, he's not moving anymore. And then the ref calls it, and that's when the dude just drops. And I was like, oh, well, I think I just killed this man because.
2: <laughs> he saved his life more like, man.
1: Gotta just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was a tough dude, man. That guy yeah. was super tough.
0: Man, I love it. So i Bellator UFC next. But let me ask you, let's say you go the money fight route. Is there some YouTubers or some TikTokers that you want to call out for a money boxing fight?
1: I actually don't follow nobody like that, you know, with YouTube and TikToks. Like, And I only know of it because, like, you know, my kids do it and I have one, but I don't know yeah. how to work the thing. So, so <laughs> no, I, mean, I feel it. I mean, if, it, if there was somebody and I wouldn't be shy about calling them out, but I don't really know anybody.
0: Yeah, yeah, same. I feel like we're just like too old, you know? Like I don't that's, know. That's the room me YouTube. and Tim are doing. Yeah. Like <laughs> over you do boxing.
1: Yeah.
2: Like yeah, I have friends and, for like, a few million, it's fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like I know people who have one. Like I think Cole Farrell has one and he has like over a million followers. And I was like, you don't have there's no way you have MVP. You must have bought those people or something. Yeah. So like well like I can't do that. But like, that seems too f- and plus i don't do a lot of videos of myself training either so i probably should get i should probably do more of that though
0: yeah it's totally reasonable
2: what i'm mainly interested in you know you you, so you've got the you've got the one-eyed dragon moniker seeing pictures of samurais and stuff i love that kind of stuff so is that something you've always been fascinated about the you know the samurai culture i know tim loves it so you you know oh yeah a whole bushido samurai culture is that something you've always been kind of attracted to
1: well like anime and like Japanese culture is something like I've always liked, but I never like really I like samurai, I like, you know, ninjas cause like, you know, like, who kid what kid didn't when you yeah, growing up, right? You dressed right. up as a ninja and so I mean, it didn't really get too big into it until me and my coach had a conversation. You know, we were back there getting guys warmed up for their fights. He was talking to me about uh samurai in the Sengoku uh era and I was like, What is that? Like I, I love history too yeah so he was telling me about it and he was like there's a samurai who had one eye it was like his name was uh dote Mas- uh, masamune and you know he was feared because if he was just like a super technician you know he was like feared from everybody and like the way he lost his eye was like really cool it's like he got smallpox and his, and like it affected his eye and his eye like had like dropped out of his face and like dude cut it off because the dude is uh clan was like you know if you go to war people are gonna start targeting that that eye he was like all right takes a sword and just cuts his eye and eye patches it and then like goes on for like years of you know just terrorizing japan saving you know the the people from different clans and stuff so his story was pretty cool like my favorite story of him is like the rival clan of his clan was they kidnapped his dad and he was like He was trying to figure out how to get his dad, and, like, they happened to, you know, meet up at this river, and the dad was like, I don't care what you got to do, even if you got to kill me, I want you to, you know, get rid of them. He's like, I don't want to kill you, and then dude was like, all right, he walks over, you know, dude kills his dad, and he just annihilates the entire clan, him and, like. Seventy people, as opposed to like hundred thousand or something like that. It's crazy, Damn. dude.
0: Yeah, man. The Japanese Civil War was one of like the absolute most fascinating things because there was kind of like the big three clans of like Toyotomi, uh, Toyotomi. Give me a minute. Tokugawa and. And the other guy was Date Matsumuni. And like you said, like, uh-huh. he was so metal that he cut out his own eye. Like, dude, this guy is metal as hell. And he was one of the top generals, one of the top leaders, man. It's an absolutely fascinating thing. If you haven't yeah. got a chance to read about it, I encourage everybody to check out some Japanese history. It is,
1: it is awesome. It really is. And it seems like the Bushido Code and, the, like, few people that I'm close to, they've told me that, like, you know, I kind of identify with it without realizing it. And I was like, oh, okay. And I read up on it. I was like, oh, well, this is, I guess, is something. And that's probably a reason why my coach was like, you should probably read into this. So that's how the whole samurai thing got brought up. Because I was going by Dracu, but like, you know, a lot of people don't really watch anime and a lot of people won't. They don't want to watch anime. So I was like, I really can't go like hold Goku on people because people don't know who Goku is. So I was like, Samurais, everybody knows who Samurais are. so so it worked, isn't... and then yeah, me and they have the same initials, so it works.
2: Yeah, it's a cool nickname, man. I I really, really like it. Yeah, random question. I mean, this is just because it's a samurai-based game, and I've been playing it a lot. You happen to have played uh, Ghost of Tsushima.
1: I do. I'm playing ah. it now. I have it like I beat it nice. and I'm trying to wait till the director cut comes out like I, I'll i play it right now if I could Tim you got to play this
2: man it's so I, I talked a uh, bit about it off air to you yeah but you would love it man it's so addictive i think i stopped speaking to my girlfriend for four days because of it (laughs) it's just like listen, i'm playing the game just go away
1: yeah like man you could it's like assassin's creed but like steroids like you can just run around and like just you know wipe out people that's what i like doing i like running around to freeing camps and stuff like i don't even beat the story it's like (laughs) running around and dueling people
0: Oh, it's awesome man. man it looks fun as hell Man, i wish i could dude that's awesome and no growing up did you say that you were kind of into anime or not really into anime when you were younger
1: i was like only animes i'd watch are like you know as i wanted to come on t- to tsunami and stuff like that so like you know dragon ball gundam but uh, bleach Trigun, big o big o is my favorite you know oddly enough i wish they did more on it but they didn't you know big gun big o was fun gundams all the gundams i love all those man, and nice. now this new anime is just weird and i don't understand <laughs> no, no yeah dude yeah because
0: the classic <laughs> animes are such like man these are bounty hunters in space what more yeah. do you need to know And you're like great i get cowboy it Bebop. and then yeah. yeah cowboy bebop's killer dude it's awesome. it's, yeah like, dude that's a great show and then i hear some of like man these are nazi vampires and tanks i'm like man i don't know if i get it i don't know <laughs> if
2: I, that's- <laughs> I think it's the millennial exactly. thing man i think we're too old for this shit man honestly <laughs>
1: Yeah, like we have kids, like when we teach kids class, like uh, certain kids will talk to me about animes because they know I like anime. Like I don't I don't hide it at all. And it was like, Coach Dre, you ever watch My Hero? I was like, no, don't talk to me. My Hero
2: Academia.
1: I can't watch it. That's all right. You know, you didn't
2: like it. You don't like
1: it. Yeah, I was like, I can't watch it. And then they'll talk, though. I caught one of my sons watching um, Attack on Titan. And he's only like five. I'm oh, like, man. what are you, what do you do? he was That's like, awesome. I like watching this. It's like you, you don't watch that. That is, that is a very bad anime for you to watch at this age. I was like, really? And my on wife, Titan.
2: Oh man, you just yeah. need two animes. I like. I'm like, I'm just gonna hang my head in shame.
1: <laughs> <like>? I mean, <laughs> the two you like, that I like. I mean, I'm not hating on it. On like on Titan and shit. It. You're
2: gonna just say Samurai Champloo is crap as well. <laughs> no, no.
1: I just said Attack on Titan is just one i was like I could I couldn't get into. It. Like they had nah. me at season one all the way through, and then like you know they made uh wasn't the main character Aaron? He's like he can become a titan. Yeah, I like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, i was like okay, I'm done. I like <laughs> I was there with it. You
2: didn't like that, or oh, you just lost. no?
1: I don't like it because I feel like it was something that like. Like, they had to add that in for some weird reason. I was like, no, I like this whole, like, underdog story. But I like Attack on Titan. It's not I don't knock it. It's just, you know, I thought it was a cool premise. It's like, who doesn't like, you know, these skyscraper human-like things eating, you know, humans? Like, that's pretty cool so Dude,
0: yeah. yeah no man it's again your son has good taste in anime it's not he for does. a five-year-old but he has good yeah. taste
1: yeah yeah, that's what like i to explained to my wife she's like why are you why are you getting on to him i was like you <laughs> know what this is about she was like no i was like it's about these giant humans, <laughs> the humans. like they show everything she's like yeah. oh i was wow. like yeah
2: for all the listeners that don't know anything about attack on titan basically what it is is this group of humans left on planet earth maybe about 300 400 people left on the planet earth and they built a wall around them and the rest of the world is inhabited by these cannibalistic giants so that's the whole premise of the story but um yeah man your son's hardcore for watching
1: that yeah (laughs) See my other ones. They'll watch the good anime. They'll watch other animes. But like he, like he, like snuck it on me because I didn't think he'd watch it. I didn't think he watches anime. Anymore. I was like, all right, but I should know known better because they play Smash Brothers with me and stuff like that. So, awesome.
0: man, man, no, that's awesome stuff. What games are you guys? Or what games actually? No, what games did you grow up with? You're a big video yeah. game guy. What did you grow up with mainly?
1: Uh I, I grew up with like the original Nintendo. So, like, yeah. my aunts and uncles, we all, I grew up with them. So, like, they had the original Super Mario and Duck Hunt. Yeah. So, that's the ones I grew up playing.
0: The real classics. I saw, I you mm-hmm. know, I saw, I read your movie review channel on your Instagram. You're a bit of a Mortal Kombat guy. Is that right?
1: Oh, yeah. I love Mortal Kombat. Nice, nice, it's my nice. favorite.
0: Yeah. And who's your go-to? Who's your main in Mortal Kombat?
1: Oh, Scorpion. Hands down. It's gotta be. Just- so fast. So fast. Yeah. <laughs> Scorpion. Like me and my oldest son, we were playing Mortal Kombat. And, you know, he's he's about ten now, going on 11 and like, we were playing and like he's playing, he's telling me all about these characters, like it's brand new. I was like, son, this has been out since I was a kid. It's like He's like, really? He's like, yeah, <laughs> son. this is out for a while. And like, oh I gave God. him the backstories on everybody. He was like, "You know so much." I was like, "It's it's old, son. <laughs> and like, it's been out since 1993. Against... <laughs> yeah, and like we played it. Yeah, we played against each other. And his favorite character is Noob. So like oh, yeah. he he would spam this one move on me. And, Like I wasn't playing like super hard against him. I was like, I was, you know, I picked somebody that I normally don't like playing as. Oh. And he's like talking so much trash to me. <laughs> and like, yeah, I'm gonna beat you again, Dad. It's like, you know what? I was like, okay, that's fair. So like he beat me probably about two, three times. I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm gonna get Scorpion. And I just destroyed him.
2: <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm gonna teach you a lesson, son.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then we all when me and my older two boys, when we do get to play the PlayStation, yeah, we always play uh Black Ops because they like playing against they like killing the bots and stuff. I won't let them get online because I don't I don't like that. Because yeah. they'll start talking trash to people when people start getting crazy. Yeah. yeah so. we'll play bots and stuff, we'll play against each other and we get competitive. So it it, it gets out of hand sometimes. So
2: Dude, that's super fun, man. That's awesome. That that's that's so awesome, man. It actually makes me want to have kids now like uh, just to play video <laughs> just, games just play video games man just to play video <laughs> games with my kids yeah i kind of missed that you know kind of playing with your younger siblings and stuff what i used to do as a kid like admittedly i my my uh my little cousin would be like yeah i want to play and i didn't want him to play so what i do is i get a controller and it'll be i pretend it was connected to the playstation and just be playing a play, you know mashing random buttons i'm like you're doing yeah. so well man you're doing so well
1: that's evil, man. That's so evil.
2: <laughs> I wanted to play Metal Gear Solid, man. I was like eleven though, and my my oh. six shouldn't have really been watching
1: it to be fair. So I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna play on my own. <laughs> no, I understand. Metal Gear Solid, you need all the attention on that game. Good lord. Yeah, I know, man.
2: What about you, Tim? Have you ever done anything any maneuvers like that? <laughs> just like, yeah, it is like, yeah, yeah, you you
0: could play. I was the youngest born, so I've been through some of these things, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> no nothing like that but i know yeah. what you're saying with online play like man i used to play online and it's just like the weirdest people you can imagine oh, the weirdest, so toxic, man. like the weirdest setting of like man none of you should be saying words out loud no right ufc4
2: has got quite a toxic online community oh my mm-hmm. god it's so toxic like i've been there's been so many fights i've been online and I, they got knocked down on me and then they just start like Flipping the bird, like just they just start flipping the bird and like it's taunting. I'm like, all right, man, it's game on, and then like I just start doing it back to them. So funny, dang!
1: Yeah, I can't play UFC 4 I'm total trash that game. Yeah, I, I hate it. I hate that game. <laughs> <laughs> no, just i know be beating mean. up on people, and then like one punch, I'm knocked out. I'm like, this is bull crap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're like man i'm playing as francis you can't just beat me oh man
2: wow. mate i was doing francis versus uh, brandon moreno the other day with my friend it was hilarious man because he's so much worse than me and i just couldn't beat him man i couldn't beat francis man with brandon moreno i really thought i could
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just ludicrous man that's I- crazy Dre, let me ask you. So some a lot of MMA fighters are getting into the money game. They got their signature products, their signature hot sauces, their signature whiskey. If there were to be a signature product that represents you, what product would represent you?
1: Oh no, probably eye patches.
0: I don't know. I ain't really thought of it. <laughs> Sponsor me, please. Eye patches.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody's thinking about it. Everybody's gonna, you know, that's the main jab everybody throws at me it's always eye jokes I was like well might as well be into a punch come out with eye patch you know that'd be dope (laughs) I never really gave it a thought of like man that should come out something that was such a good answer
2: too so I've got a question for you yeah just just going kind of almost to the origin story I mean is there a particular person that was an inspiration for you to get into MMA I, I know the story you know the backstory and all that stuff but was there a person particularly, as opposed to a situation?
1: To uh, get me to want to do M- MMA? Yeah, yeah. I can't say it was. It was more so like my family trying to get me out the house because when I had my wreck, I went through, you know, depression. I didn't want to do nothing. I didn't feel, you know, I didn't feel motivated to do anything. So my, my family was like, you need to go do something, You know, go test yourself. I was like, all right. And then I really just started doing MMA just as a, you know, just as a confidence booster, but like I really didn't think I'd be fighting, especially this long. Either. So I'd probably say my coaches are more than that motivate me to keep going. So you know, you watch UFC fights, you're like, man, that's pretty, that's pretty brutal. But like, you're doing it is totally different. So mm-hmm. I'd say my coaches. Would...
0: Yeah, no, I bet like that's decent. Yeah, that's a good answer. <clears throat> Were you a big hip hop guy growing up? Oh yeah. Always. So you and I, you and I are the same age. So growing up, I feel like there was two camps and they came out on the same day one. So there's a 50 Cent group and there was a Kanye West group. Where did mm-hmm. you fall on this scale?
1: Oh, I was, I was the in-betweener. I was like, I, I couldn't pick. I, I like 50 Cent. I like Kanye too. I like Kanye before he went insane, but. Yeah. 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 My beautiful Doctor Who Said Fantasy. This is co-
0: killer stuff. College Dropout. Yeah. Man,
1: is College Dropout. That was. Oh, college Dropout yeah. was the
2: one. That was it's, my anthem when I was like 14, man. It was such a good album. And um, yeah, it's a shame he's lost it a little bit, but I, I need to listen to more of his new music. He's split up with Kim now. So I think now we're going to see some better music, hopefully. Like, he's
1: got, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll probably see some good stuff now that he actually can focus on it. Yeah. He has one song out called Blood on the Leaves or something like that. And it's pretty dope. I like that.
0: That's a great song. Blood on the Leaves. Yeah, that's a really good song. That was off the Yeezus album. That was really good stuff. Who are you listening to now? Who's your main go-tos?
1: It's, man, I listen to just about anything now. So I try to stay away from people who just repeat themselves a lot. Like, I want something that has, like, a meaning behind it. Like, I want to hear I want hear your struggle. I want to hear how you got to be who you are. And I want to hear you speak of your confidence. I don't really care too much about hearing about drugs and, you know, sex yeah. with multiple women and stuff like that. So. I mean, everybody's rapping about that. Right now, I'm probably listening to, like, Nipsey Hustle, you know, yes, yes. Old 50 Cent, Old Kanye, uh, Tupac, you know, Biggie. Pretty much all those people that, are like, you have, if they have a story, I'm going to listen. Lupe's one that I listen to a lot. Man, Lupe, his,
0: uh, oh, man, Lupe's Drogos Wave album? I was mm-hmm. like, I couldn't believe how insanely good that was. And I know it's, like, a thick album. I think it's, like, an hour and a half, but that album is incredible, man.
1: Yeah, that dude's insane yeah he, he, had a, was... he had a
2: moment where he was actually dumbing it down for the fans at some point because they were like man these fans are too dumb or like people are just too dumb they're not getting my music so he actually he had to actually consciously dumb his music down which is crazy so mm-hmm. yeah has he gone back to kind of doing you know going back to his old stuff because i haven't heard his stuff in a long long time
1: yeah i think i think nowadays people who have been established are trying to just like say screw it so you see lupe do it and you see you hear about t-pain doing it now like they don't care about if people like their music because they don't because they love it yeah so that's crazy to think about you know how good of a rapper you got to be to like i'm gonna dumb down my music for the people i know to buy it it's like you you gotta be just a just a badass lyrics, yeah. To do that, so.
0: I wish one day, one day I'll be. Like...
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, my God. A couple more questions before we get out of here, because Zoom is going to kick us off in a minute. With biggest inspirations? If someone was just starting out in mixed martial arts, what advice would you be
1: giving to this person? Just relax. You're going to learn everything that you need to learn. Don't try to learn all on one day. Just enjoy the journey. It's a it's a hell of a rabbit hole. So. If you, I could compare MMA to like Alice in Wonderland. Like she chases that rabbit, and then she falls down through the rabbit hole, and like she explores all of you know Wonderland. That's really what MMA is. It doesn't make sense to some people. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to some people. But then, if you sit there and think about it, you're like, oh crap, that kind of makes sense. Like, how could I wrap myself around this other person? That doesn't sound like humanly possible, but it is. So that's what I would say. Just go with the flow.
2: Final question then, uh, Dre. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's a question that gets asked a lot with fires. But would you, I mean, say if, you know, your kids come up to you and go, look, I want to I get into MMA. You know, I want to start training early. You know, I want to follow your path. What's would you let them? Or is that something you want to completely detract that path from them you want to them to do something completely different?
1: Funny story. All three of my boys actually do train with me so yeah so all three of my oldest he's going to do baseball and i i'm not mad about that because he's been wanting to play baseball for a while but you know he likes it he likes the just the wrestling part (laughs) uh my middle child he he wants to do it but i tell him like he he's like hey dad i want to do a tournament i want to do this I'm like you gotta pay attention and i'm i I cannot coach you because i will be that type of dad you know i don't want to do that i want to take the experience away from him and then my youngest one, you know, we call him Boss Baby, because he'll be joining us. He'll be joining in my class soon. And oh. he's the one that wants to fight. Like, he really wants to fight. Like, he'll fight anybody. I'm like, <laughs> I can't. They're like, you're gonna push him in a fight? like, if he wants to do it, he'll do it. But I'm not gonna push. I'm not gonna push my kids to, you know, follow my footsteps. Yeah. So. It's whatever they want to do, but they do train with me. Man, I
0: absolutely love it. No, he, I saw that you got engaged this year. Huge congratulations there. Uh, so, Kafka Sports here with Dre Miley, the one eyed dragon. Absolutely awesome stuff. Fight later this month on July 30th against John Sweeney at XMMA2. Make sure to check that out. Now, before we head out of here, Dre, I'm going to give you a last word plug. What's going on? Where can we find more of you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Dre Miley, MMA135. And then Twitter, it's the number one dragon one eye dragon dre on twitter you can find me there i'm usually on there trying to talk trash to twitter trying to talk (laughs) trash to everybody on twitter so it's usually the only two i really use so shout out to you know everybody at kma for being the great teammates that they are and great people that they are my wife and kids, you know, I love them to death, even though right now I'm probably not the ideal person to be around because I'm cutting weight. <laughs> yeah, I know. can imagine. Yeah. Well, yeah. I get hangry, dude. And I just like, I get snappy and like, I try my best to hold it in, but sometimes. Give it me my
2: fucking sick. pasta now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just, it just flies. So. But yeah, uh thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh this. no, thank you, fun. man.
2: No, thank you. And we'll definitely do this again. I'm, I I really enjoyed this for sure.
1: Good, good. Yeah, I like doing this. There's different questions, I like that. So thank you. but yeah, that's pretty much it. And then uh my strength and conditioning at Frankie's body work, uh Frankie Body Shop, Chloe Padilla, she you know keeps us all in top shape. So it's gonna be a fun night. Just going down in South Carolina, get the fight swing, hopefully get that push and get the rub elbows with Dana White. so
0: Yeah, for sure, man. That would be awesome. Gentlemen, Calfcake Sports here with Dre Miley. Make sure to check out his fight on XMMA2 July 30th. Thank you so much, folks.